Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, September the 23rd, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, crabwise, which means sideways or indirectly. Crabwise. Hope everyone's enjoying their Friday or will enjoy their Friday. End of the work week is here. End of the work week is here. About time. <laughs> Man, uh, I cooled down of sorts this morning in North Carolina and the rest of the weekend and into next week. Temperatures are expected to be in the 70s. Temperatures are going to get down at night into the 50s and 60s. And uh, tomorrow night, uh, we hours in the morning may even get down into those upper 40s. Man, felt good going out this morning to the bus stop. Little, uh, little nip in the air. Man, it feels good. Sure does feel better than those 90 degree plus days with heat indices. Man, uh, it was hot. What was that? Wednesday? I believe it was Wednesday, Thursday. You know, Thursday kind of cooled off, but Wednesday was hot. Got up into the upper 90s, and you could tell the difference. And now you can tell the difference. What a difference a day makes. Because when I stepped outside this morning, I had to come back in the house and get me a sweater, a hoodie. Yeah, it was a little nip in the air. Felt good. Felt good. I love this time of year, fall. I, I just do. I just do. Uh, update the Hurricane Fiona. Man, it is still moving. Uh, it is now off the coast of, uh, well, it's uh, hovering around Bermuda. They're getting hammered with high uh, high seas, strong winds, and rain. And, and so much so, Bermuda is 700 miles or about 700 miles off the coast of North Carolina. And we are experiencing some rip currents. Uh, so much so, yesterday alone, they had to do three water rescues after folks have been uh, strongly advised about getting in the water. Some folks got in the water. Uh, the surfers love it because the waves are up. But man, three uh, water rescues yesterday because of rip currents. Yeah, Fiona's still moving along, moving along, chugging along. In fact, so they're saying after uh, she's through with Bermuda, she's going to move on up into the oceans, going up towards Canada. Canada's going to get a little bit of uh, Fiona. Certainly is a, a long, long surviving storm. And this isn't the first time this has happened. This happens uh, quite a bit. I can remember uh, years and years ago, another storm did the exact same thing. It moved on up towards Canada and wreaked some havoc up there. And, and I even remember uh, those hurricanes, they, they move up towards uh, Canada and then they jump out a little ways over towards England, uh, Ireland, up up in there. Uh, no word on the direction of Fiona. I believe they're saying after she finishes with Canada, she's going to just bow out gracefully. <laughs> but there's another tropical depression uh Tropical storm number nine, they're calling it. It is, it is expected to hit Florida along that Gulf Coast side, the west side. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's going. this storm looks like it's moving up in there. Man, uh, well, it is the season for hurricanes. It, it just is. I believe hurricane season uh, ends in November or something like that. But man, 
Fiona ain't stopping. She's growing. Uh, you know, hey, she wreaked uh, havoc on the, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, power outages throughout the whole island of Puerto Rico and, and flooding and mudslides and just destruction. Fiona is that storm. She might be one for the record books, too. Who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, let's move along here to some uh, Thursday night football. Man, uh, the Cleveland Browns defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17. to Now, former Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, who is playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, many fans and commentators are calling for him to just uh, – what were they calling for is for the rookie to come in. They want to see him because Mitch Trubisky, uh, within these first three games, uh, he hasn't done too well. Um, like I said, he's a starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Started out last night. He looked pretty good. But, you know, down the stretch, when it really counted, uh, he looked off. He seemed hurried, unsettled, incomplete passes, sacks. Uh, there was a lot of tight coverage by the Cleveland Browns. But, man, by the end of the game, uh, it just it just looked horrible. It didn't look too well for Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that many uh, Pittsburgh fans and the commentators are calling for him to be out. They want to see that rookie play. <laughs> I, I always say he was a good quarterback. But, yeah, uh, I, I would say maybe it's something he just he has to learn as the, as the years progress. But it looks like now in this fast-paced NFL, they aren't waiting for you to develop. Some may uh, – get a chance and some may not, especially if you're on a team that is uh, that, that, that at one point in time, the Pittsburgh Steelers were that one of those top ranked teams in the NFL, Super Bowl, uh, conference championships. Uh, uh, we all remember the, the, one of the great Steelers quarterback, old Ben Rothenberger, he's out. So they calling on, on Mitchell Trubinsky to step up and doesn't look like he's doing too good. So they want him out of there, man. Uh, I guess that's the like I said the fast pace NFL now. If you don't uh, if you don't produce right out the gate, you're done. Man, man, maybe old Mitch Trubinsky may be out. Who knows? Who knows? Man, who knows? Uh, was a good game nonetheless. Uh, Cleveland Chubbs, that running back, man, that guy. He's a uh, he always was a good running back. He came back from an injury a year or so ago, and looks like he hasn't lost any uh, lost stride. Still doing what he does, bowling over people and making people miss. Good running back. Good running back. So we'll see what happens with the Browns. Hey, maybe they'll pop up uh, just like they did last year near the end of the season. Uh, well, last year wasn't too great, but they did uh, stick around uh, or came close in those playoffs. They were there. They were there. They just were. They just were. Uh, we'll see what happened with the Steelers, too. Maybe uh, this week coming up, they will uh, bench old Mitchell Trebinsky and bring up the rookie. Hmm. Well, they said that the rookie looked pretty good in the preseason. Yeah, well, you know, hey, the pre like I always say, the preseason is the preseason. This is regular season. So we'll see what he can do if he's ever called up. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move on here also. Man, <laughs> boy, this guy won't stop, can't stop, and he ain't going to stop. <laughs> Oh, uh, Putin is back at it again, or a continuation. He is showing his natural born. Now, earlier this week, he took to the uh, took to the TV in Russia, pretty much threatening a nuclear war if the U.S. intervenes. 
because it looks like Ukraine is gaining some ground on those border towns that uh, Russia once not only occupied, but controlled flat out. Like uh, with those, uh, I guess, with the aid that Ukraine is getting from uh, the U.S. and other uh, allies, uh, the weaponry there, they're making some gain. They're gaining some ground and they got Russia maybe back on its heels. Now, he came, like I said, he took to the news waves, the airwaves uh, earlier this week saying that if the U.S. or any anyone else gets involved, there will be or quite possibly he hinted at or flat out said a nuclear war. He will take whatever steps he needs to to ensure victory, pretty much. So he's um, so much so now this is <laughs> this is why I say he's showing his natural born. He's activating the draft uh, somewhat of a draft. He's calling up uh, Russian citizens to, to come and help fight. And those Russian citizens, a lot of them are protesting and, and, and rioting in the streets of Russia. You know, that's a big no-no. <laughs> you know, that's a big no-no in Russia. But Russian citizens, like I say, like I said, have been saying uh, not only no, but hell no. And the protests proceed. Now, when, <laughs> this guy. Now, uh, when they are arrested for protesting, many, many are being thrown into the fight. And that's got a lot of Russian citizens uh, up in arms, so much so. Now, they have long denounced this war with Ukraine. Uh, Many have came out and flat out said, this isn't Russia's war. This is Putin's personal vendetta. Uh, We as regular old Russian citizens, we don't want any parts of this whatsoever. But Putin has activated the draft. I guess, I don't know if they call it a draft. Uh, maybe voluntary, involuntary service. Because like I said, those that are arrested during the protests, a lot of them are, aren't just being thrown in jail. They're being thrown on the front lines. <laughs> Man, uh, so much so again, a lot of Russian citizens are fleeing. They are, um, they're, they're fleeing. The border is being overran. Uh, flights out of Russia are booked up to weeks and, and a month ahead, days and weeks ahead. Now, this is a stark contrast because we all remember when the war or this little skirmish started with Ukraine, it, there were Ukraines that were fleeing in fear of Russia and their border was overran. The, their flights were booked ahead. And now they're saying it looks like uh, the tables have turned because Russian citizens are now fleeing. They don't want no parts of this war. Now, uh, a side note of of sorts that I just found out this morning, apparently there's four areas of the Ukraine that are holding votes of referendum to join Russia, to become part of Russia. Now, as you would expect, many of those uh, Ukrainian officials are denouncing these referendums, but these are just leftovers from uh, uh, these are parts of Ukraine that right sits right there on that border, pretty much. That you know they were they made it known even before all this start that hey they wanted to be part of Russia. They didn't want to be independent. wanted wanted no parts of Ukraine. So now it appears there's at least at least at the moment there's four areas of the Ukraine that are saying hey we want to be part of Russia. We want to take a vote now. The votes are expected to last uh, until sometime next week. Hmm. A lot going on. A lot is going on in that part of the world. Uh, Putin, <laughs> boy, that Putin, that Putin. He said, "Yeah, fine. You want to protest? 
I won't only arrest you, I'll throw you on the front lines also. Man, and these Russian citizens, uh, they have said since the start, hey, this is Putin's mess. This is some personal thing he has going on with Ukraine to show his power and, and force and flex his muscles, but we want no part of it. We don't want any parts of it. So now many Russian uh, men, let's be honest with you, just like uh, the Ukraine, a lot of, uh, you remember when the, the war, this thing started with Ukraine, uh, Russian men and, and they were their families were fleeing. So now we have, they're doing the same thing in Russia looks like. They don't want any parts of this war. Man, Putin certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly finds himself in a tight spot, but he ain't giving up. Yeah, he went on went on TV uh, earlier this week and said, hey, if anyone tries to come in and intervene, I will uh, quite possibly start a nuclear war. Hmm. Then you go on throughout the week, you have those protests, and he's sending those protesters to the front line. He said, fine, protest all you want. Protest behind this gun. <laughs> ah, man, I, I, I hate to laugh, but uh, wow. Wow. Uh, Many are saying, and maybe this is true also, uh, it does seem like his he's back on his heels. He's trying to pull any and everything out. I mean, uh, from activating a draft, telling those Russian, those male Russian citizens, and maybe even the females, you guys are, are needed in this fight, this battle, to show Russian dominance. And then for the protesters, he's not only arresting them, He's arresting, detaining, and putting and putting them on the front lines. Also, wow, <laughs> wow, Putin, wow, 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 just wow, just wow, man. Uh, keep you guys updated on that. I know I haven't talked about that a lot, but uh, man, it's still going on. It hasn't escalated. It's still ongoing. Still ongoing. All right, let's go get it, man. It appears there's a, here we go again, right back down memory lane, another case of unruly passengers on board a flight. This time it was American Airlines that was traveling from Mexico to LAX. Looks like a passenger punched a flight, a flight attendant in the back of the head before being restrained by passengers and other airline staff. Uh, now he's facing federal charges of interfering with a flight, and that could carry up to 20 years. Now, the 33-year-old man began what started all of this uh, ruckus and melee. He began loitering near the first class section. I guess he wanted to get into first class. Maybe he was in coach. <laughs> uh, and then after he, he was caught loitering, he then sat down in, in uh, an unoccupied aisle or seat. Now, he was asked to leave by the flight attendant. Of course, he refused. So he stood up, he took a swung at him, and he missed. But when the flight attendant turned around to go notify the captain what was going on and what was happening, uh, he then punched the flight attendant in the back of his head before running away with the, uh, how do you say it, running away with the uh, brother man slow bebop. <laughs> He, yeah, he walked. He walked away, or strutted away, or jogged away like he had done something. <laughs> well, uh, those in the flight industry are saying that you know, in comparison, like I told you guys before, 
Uh, the flight incidents are down in comparison to uh, 2021. So much so uh, this year alone in 2022, they had received uh, upwards of 1,900 plus reports. Now, uh, of course, American Air Airlines has came out and denounced the attack and said that he has been uh, banned from flying with American Airlines. Uh, just don't ban him from flying with American Airlines. Ban him outright and anyone else and all those before him that have done this to these flight attendants. Stop playing with these people. Stop banning them from certain airlines and fining them and, and lock them up. Give them the 20 years. Now, if you're that disgruntled or you have such a, a problem of where you're sitting or you become that enraged so much so that you attack someone that is there to help you while you're up in the air in a metal damn tube and you show your ass. Yeah, I said it. You show your natural born. Um, this has to stop. This is extremely dangerous. Here you are up in the air, however many... Uh, Feet off the ground. The plane is in flight. Flight attendants are walking around tending to the needs of the passengers and they come across you sitting or loitering around first class and they know you're not supposed to be there. So they ask you, hey, can you return to your seats or return to wherever you're supposed to be? You fly off into a rant and rave, take a swing at them. You miss that. You missed and then when he turns his back to you, you punch him in the head. Weak, coward, spineless. Those are the words and phrases that come to mind. When I see something like this, you're very weak. To attack someone from behind when they don't even have a chance to defend themselves, all because, all because they told you to move your feet out of first class or around first class where you weren't supposed to be anyway. So you become so upset and enraged that you take a swing at him first, you miss. And then when he turns his back, you swing and hit him in the back of his head. And then you walk away with the slow bro man bebop looking like a complete and utter coward. Yeah, you're a big man. Big man. I guess you showed him. Now, other passengers, like I said, he was subdued by other passengers. And that I believe there, there was one report I saw. One of the passengers said, hey, we told him, hey, either you, you do this pretty much voluntarily or involuntarily. So he put his hand up and he allowed his hands to be tied with zip ties. Oh, when you were faced, face to face, you had no quarrels. Hmm. I wonder why, coward. When someone was in your face telling you what they were going to do to you, 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 you couldn't swing, you couldn't throw a blow, but you could when a man had his back to you. Big man. Yeah, you're a coward. You're spineless. You're weak. <laughs> you just are. Um, like I've said numerous times before, with these passengers getting on board these planes, while it's in flight, midair in a metal tube and showing their you-know-what, you just fighting them or banning them from that airline ain't doing nothing. Put them on a no-fly list. Don't let them fly on any airline at all. Send a strong statement. This is extremely dangerous. Who knows what could happen? This idiot's running around or jumping around, throwing punches, uh, knocking things over. Suppose he hits one of those one of those doors or that door 
or he does something, throws something, and it punctures a, uh, one of those windows. And many of you may say, well, that's that's impossible. Yeah, maybe, but things happen. And then you got that plane up there in the air, however many feet off the ground, trying to stay up when the door's open or the window's busted. And you're running around acting like a complete and utter jackass. And let's just be honest with each other. Uh, this is a cowardly jackass move for anyone, I don't care who you are, male or female, young or old, for you to get on board a plane that is in mid-flight and start a ruckus so much so that you have to be subdued and, and by zip ties. You have to be tied up. This is that, That's just ridiculous to me. Like I said, stop finding them, banning them off of certain uh, airlines, ban them, out all, uh, ban them on all airlines. Not only ban them, lock them up. Give them to 20 years. I don't care. Give them 20 years. That'll send a message, I think. I know it would if if I was caught in that situation. I'll never do anything like that. That's just foolish. That's just foolish. That's just mindless and spineless. Just is. Just is. You know, um, in addition to banning them, I say um, ban them permanently. Lock them up. And if you want to throw a fine behind it, throw a fine behind it. Uh, have it so if, if you're that upset or enraged or you have such a big problem flying, take a, gra- a Greyhound or take one of those dollar mega mega buses, you know, the, dub- the double decker buses that you could get on for a dollar and go anywhere you want to in these United States. Yeah. Get on Greyhound. Get on one of those uh, mega buses. You don't need to fly ever again in life. You lost your privilege. Now, if you're saying, well, that's, you know, everybody has a bad day or what, you're not having a bad day when you're doing this, when a plane is up in the air. You just aren't. You need to be banned outright from flying forever. I don't care what anyone says. I just don't. I just don't. You need to be banned. You need to be done away with. There's no excuse for this type of behavior. Just isn't. Just isn't. All right, let's move along here. I want to talk to you guys this morning also about uh, there's a little brouhaha brewing here in North Carolina between the governor, Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, and Lieutenant Governor Mark Robson. Well, there's no surprise. Republican Lieutenant Governor Mark Robson. You know, these two can't get along. (laughs) They can't get along so much so. There's a, a news article that came out in which uh, they're describing, and Lieutenant Governor uh, Mark Robinson is always is also uh, expressing uh, dismay that there's a, a complete lack of uh, respect and professional courtesy between himself and the governor of North Carolina. Why? What do you know? You know, I talked about this uh, last year sometime. Now, North Carolina, along with a few other states, they you can elect. Uh, a governor and lieutenant governor from opposite opposite parties. Uh, like I said, uh, the governor is Democrat. The lieutenant governor is Republican. And they've bumped heads before. So much so, lieutenant governor has his stance uh, on gay marriages, about, about reconstructing the school curriculums to include uh, subject matters of the LGBTQ community. And that's just a few of the things they bump heads on. So uh, where does the disrespect come in, you ask? And this may be something that we, I'm jokingly saying this, but this may be something that really needs to be looked at. 
because here's what here's what what happens or happened. Apparently, uh, the governor of North Carolina, uh, many times, many instances, he leaves the state and he doesn't let the lieutenant governor or his administration even know what is going on. He's just out of the state. Now, North Carolina has a law or provision that when the governor is out of state, the lieutenant governor steps up and takes control or is supposed to be in charge. Well, how does he know he's in charge if the, uh, the governor doesn't let him know that he's out of the state? Now, many uh, political ob observers are saying, well, and, and, and it is true if you think about it. If the governor leaves the state and there's a law or provision on the books that says that the lieutenant governor then takes charge, he may just sign something in the law, make a few changes. Now, the lieutenant governor has came out and said, nah, I wouldn't do anything catty like that. That's petty. Yeah, it is. But it does raise some eyebrows and makes you think. Now, suppose the lieutenant governor was of that mind of or of that, uh, those scruples that when the, uh, the governor leaves the states, he starts just signing things in the law. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, well, he can't do that. Uh, the House of Representatives with the state, the state Senate, uh, it is controlled by Republicans. So it could happen. But the lieutenant governor still maintains, hey, I wouldn't do anything like that. That's, that's childish. That's catty. That's juvenile. Well, thank you, Lieutenant Governors, for, for having a, 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 some morality because, they're, hey, dare I say, there quite possibly, possibly could be some others that if they were in that position that he's in, that would do the opposite and start signing things in the law. And then what, where would you stand uh, as the governor when you come back from whatever you're doing, you, you find your state totally flipped upside down? I'm sure there is some, like I said, some, there are some laws and some rules on the books that can make this happen. Now, like I said earlier, North Carolina is one of uh, a few states that allows for, or, or for those that are from different parties to serve as governor or lieutenant governor or vice versa or what have you. Uh, in the past, I mean, it has been done. We've had a few, uh, governors that were of opposite and lieutenant governors of opposite party affiliations. And it's worked out pretty well, but because these two are, uh, have a stark contrast of sorts of, of, of politics and morality and, and a, how the state should be ran, this has opened a lot of people's eyes and, and have many questioning. Now, like I've said in the past with this, um, with, with this, this, this law or rule on the books of having, uh, uh, those of different party affiliations serving as governor and lieutenant governor, dare I say, and I believe wholeheartedly after this and after this has been brought to the forefront, because this has been done multiple times when the governors have left the state and, and Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson and his staff and administration didn't know that he was gone and he was technically involved. I think that law is going to change. I think we're going to go to like many uh, uh, states in this country where you have a Republican lieutenant governor or a Republican governor, or you have a Democratic governor, and you have a Democratic lieutenant governor. Because uh, this exposes this exposes a, a lot with our politics here in North Carolina. Heaven forbid, if we, like I said before, you get someone that is that catty or is that petty, and he or she decides, hey, since I'm in charge, I'm going to change this. 
I would think the governor of North Carolina would be of the mindset with everything we have going on in this country and everything we have going on in this state with the politics being such a hot button issue, whether you like the guy or not, I think you would show a little courtesy or, or a little bit of uh, covering your own, you know what, and send an email, send a text. to. If you don't want to talk to him, send it to his staff. Hey, I'm going out of state for a while. I'll be back this date and time. Makes you think, makes you wonder. And it kind of brings into play a lot of those old laws and rules and regulations that are on the books here in North Carolina and in many states. Maybe they need to be visit, revisited and looked at and taken off the books or changed or addendums or amended, amendments or however you word it. But you guys, I don't understand how this is helping the state, helping, helping the state when you're leaving the state wide open because you're being petty because you don't like someone's politics. That's the bottom line for me. I don't understand how that's helping the citizens of North Carolina. I don't understand how that makes the state's the state looks well. I just don't. I just don't. So yeah, that's what's brewing down here. Many are saying, uh-oh. And they got it right. This does open a lot of people's eyes and makes you think. Well, I'm gonna get on out of here. I gotta go uh, go into work today. I'm gonna skedaddle. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.